Well, I can't think of a better topic to conclude this series on than the feeling of being mad. Because there ain't nobody mad in the world right now, right? We're all happy as can be. Everybody's getting to do what they want to do. Everybody's totally cool with the election results, right? That's where we are right now. Um, but if I were to take away the pandemic and the election season, this would still be really huge and maybe the most important emotion to end our talk on with feelings, facts, and faith because being angry, I mean, probably every emotion we've talked about is universally experienced, but boy, being mad, we, we all get mad sometimes. And so here with who's in the room and those of you watching and listening online, I just want to you know take a little quick straw poll because we all respond to anger in different ways. So I, I, got, I know we got kids, students, young adults, adults, grandparents. There's some, one thing that can unify us all today is that we all get mad. We all get angry. We've all been angry. Listen, it even starts from the very beginning. I've seen the cutest, most beautiful newborn baby throw a fit. And you can't blame them. They got taken away from the most comfortable sleep number memory bed of the womb of their mother. And someone put a diaper on them. Like, how dare you, right? Why not be mad about that? But we all get angry. It's universally experienced. But the way we respond to anger is very unique and very different. Sometimes it's kind of how we're wired. Sometimes it's how it's been modeled to us. So I got I want got to take a poll on this. I want to know, and this is a big step. You know, we're kind of all. You know, if you're watching at home or wherever you are, whoever's with you, they're going to kind of learn something about you today. And maybe maybe you'll see this in the room here too. But it's okay. This is a safe place to talk about our feelings, all right? So I want to know who my blow-up people are. When you get mad, you tend to blow up. People know exactly how you feel. Your opinion and your feelings happen, and they come out. I only have a few, all right? Because usually blow-up people, you're going to confess it. That's me, right? All right, so good. We got several. I saw you slowly raise them up. Very good. We blow up. I appreciate that we know how you feel the very moment you feel it. That's not a bad thing sometimes. I like knowing where I stand. All right, how many of you are my clam up? You can raise your hand at home too. Clam up. You feel it, but you kind of stuff it in a little bit. People can tell something's going on, but they're not exactly sure what's going on. That's the clam up, right? Okay, so I have some clam up people. All right, how many of you, raise your hand, if you cry when you're angry? Oh, wow. Can I go on record as saying that 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 really scares me? Because I don't know whether or not to comfort or run. You know, it's a tough thing to know. All right. Now, one more. I want to know, raise your hand, if you, no one ever knows when you're mad. You're mad and no one can ever tell. Because it's you're so good at disguising it. You've been mad and gotten over it, and no one even knew it happened. Is anybody in the room like that? I don't see anybody here online. I don't know if you're raising your hands or not. we got a couple here. Awesome. Uh, we will see you one day on the 11 o'clock news. Or maybe it's a viral video. It's like, I don't know. I keep imagining the dairy section of Kroger, milk flying everywhere. It just finally all came out at once. You got angry, and it just you know comes out. I don't know. But we all have anger. We all get mad at some point. I actually uh, got to do this fun thing with our staff before the pandemic several, several months ago, maybe a year ago. 
And um, we went axe throwing together, which, by the way, is not about being mad. That's just fun. Uh, but in this place where you can go do axe throwing, they, you could rent a room and break things. Like you could just pay to go there and break stuff. And it had different price points. You could bring your own stuff and break it, which was cheaper. Or you can go there and rent this place, and they provide things for you to break. This is who we are, guys. This, like They were like, you know what? Everybody gets mad. This will be cool. And I think, and I talked to the people there. They're like, yeah, people pay to do this, and it's a lot of fun. I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, that could be a good business right now if you want to start your own business to let people come break things. And if you have a demolition job at your house, it's even better, win-win. So we all get mad, but what do we do with that anger? And I want to pause right here for just a moment to say this. Uh, there's a stigma that preachers and churches and church leaders are going to tell you, shame on you for getting mad. Shame on you, you little angry sinner. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. The Bible teaches this, Ephesians 4.26, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. It doesn't say, don't be angry because it's sin. It says, be angry and do not sin. We've been saying this throughout this series that your feelings are like alarms that go off, like a smoke alarm. You need to validate it, accept it, determine why it's happening, and then respond appropriately to it. That's what you're supposed to do with your feelings. Your feelings shouldn't be your guide but they should tell you something's going on, and I need to figure this thing out. And anger is definitely one of those. Anger is kind of like the commercial smoke alarms that go off in here. If we, We've had fire drills here. It's, the, the alarms are so loud, it crushes your soul. you just got to run out of the building. Well, I think anger is a lot like that. So you got to figure that out. Here's been our form, formula for the entire series. We're going to use it again today. You need to identify your feelings. Then look at the facts and then determine what faith steps you must take next. This is how we deal with and move forward as Christ followers, especially when it comes to our feelings. So today we're going to look at a teaching from Jesus Christ himself that I believe gives us some great facts to remember as we respond to the feeling of being mad, the feeling of being angry. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 7, just a few verses and ironically, in this passage I'm about to read to you, Jesus doesn't even use the word anger or angry or mad. But he gives this hilarious analogy that is good for us to remember. Y'all are going to love this. All right. So Matthew 7, 3 says this. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? See, that's funny. Jesus, Jesus does not get enough credit for how hilarious he is. Why worry about trying to get that little speck out of your friend's eye when you got a giant tree in your own eyes, what he's saying? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite, first get rid of the log in your own eye, then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Now, what does this teach us about the feeling of being angry, the feeling of being mad? There's three facts I want to share with you today that we can glean from Jesus' teaching. The first fact is, you make other people mad. You may not want to believe this to be true, but when you think about how mad someone's made you, remember that you too make people mad. You too can frustrate someone. You too can drive someone crazy at times. 
And if you don't believe it's true, find someone who knows you well and just ask them today. <laughs> what makes you mad? What do I do that sometimes makes you mad? And if they're a clam-up person, you may have to ask them several times. They might be afraid to make you mad. Uh, but we do. We all do this. This is the log that's in your eye. This is the log that is in my eye. We forget that we, too, can make other people mad. And it's a hypocrisy when we get mad and we don't think anybody should get mad at us because we actually do make people mad. And you know one of the things that I find this to be hilariously true in are with my road rage friends. And I have quite a few friends that they, they can be very, very meek and mild until they get behind the wheel for some reason. It's a different animal. They get mad. I've seen them wag their head like this. I can't believe. Shake their fists. They get so angry at that. But I've noticed those same friends of mine that will get so mad when someone cuts them off that when they accidentally have that moment when they cut someone else off, they don't go, hey, let me have it. I deserve it. You know, they, they, go, they do this thing like, sorry, sorry. You know, like, hey, wait a minute here. That person you go get so mad at, they probably just made a mistake too. They're not trying to make your life hard by cutting you off. So we're so hypocritical with our anger because we think in the moment that we're mad, we have some kind of form of justice that no one else has. There's been this great injustice done to me, and I never do that to anyone else. And that can't be further from the truth. We all sometimes do things, say things, that are going to make other people mad. That's the log in our own eye. And if we come to grips with that fact, it will help you deal with your anger. It help you deal with your frustration. Here's a second fact that we glean from this. You don't see clearly when you're mad, right? You don't see clearly when you're mad. I've heard it said before that the feeling of anger is what happens when you have an unmet desire or an unmet goal. When there's a barrier thrown up between the thing that you want to achieve or experience and you can't achieve it or experience it, that's when the feeling of anger comes upon you. And it can be something as small as a referee throwing a little yellow flag against your team, or can it be something bigger than that when you're trying to get something done at work and something's in your way? It could be something as small as, yes, someone seemingly not able to understand the yielding rules on the highway when you're at a four-way stop. Or it could be something bigger as the person that you live with that's driving you crazy. <laughs> the truth is, is we don't see clearly when we're mad. All we can see is what we wish we could have, but we don't have right now. And we need to understand this. This is why we need to actually not just identify the feelings. We need to stop and look at the facts. We need to actually take a look at things differently. This is important. James 4.2 says, You have fights and quarrels among you because you don't have. And you need to ask God for the things that you don't have. It's a definitely a hat tip to that definition of anger. We get mad because there are things we wish we had that we don't have. And we need to acknowledge that, that that's the problem. And when we don't have things we wish we had, that blinds us to everything else around us. We need to ask God to help us to pause and to recognize the fact that we're not seeing clearly. Really, our sinful responses to our own anger are really a vision issue. 
We're just not seeing clearly. And so we respond in a blind way. We're flailing in the dark. And sometimes when we flail in the dark in the midst of our anger, we hurt other people and maybe even hurt ourselves. It's good to remember that. All right? One more fact that we glean from this. You can resolve anger by having a spirit of humility. And that's what Jesus was getting at. you you got to start with the log in your own eye. Recognizing I've got faults. I can make people mad. I do things that are wrong. I block people from achieving what they want to achieve sometimes. And I don't recognize I do it. And maybe sometimes I do recognize I do it. But I have a log in my own eye. And I want to get God to help me with that. And as I come to the Lord with that spirit of humility that i got things I need to work on, then it causes us to respond differently to the object of our anger. Because we don't come at it from, I'm up here getting things right, and you're down here getting things wrong. It causes us to see this differently. We have to know and understand that we actually might be just as if at fault at causing our own anger as any of our external, external circumstances. If we come to grips with that, that will put us on a path to actually moving forward in our anger the right way. The way that God wants us to. Where He can actually maybe even redeem our feeling of anger and turn it into something good in our lives. To teach us something and to help us actually reconcile relationships rather than giving up on relationships. Okay? So, with that in mind, what faith steps should we determine to take? Looking at these facts together, there's a few I want to give to you today. We've been talking about a vertical faith step, which is kind of between us and God, and horizontal faith steps which is between us and others. So a vertical faith step is simply this. Look inside yourself first with God's help. What if every time we felt anger, we looked inside ourselves first and asked, why am I actually mad right now? (laughs) What's going on inside my heart that caused me to get angry? If we started there, it would, that alone, that one step alone could probably transform our responses to anger. Most of the time, we don't take that step. We don't look inside ourselves first. What if we talk to God about our anger and say, God, could you reveal and show me inside my own heart what's going on with me personally to cause this alarm of anger to go off? And I would submit to you that if you feel anger often, if you're like having daily fire drills in your heart, then something's going on inside you. Because it's pretty rare that everybody around you, they're probably not plotting. Let's see if we can make Bill mad daily. We could do this. We could pull this off. That's probably not happening. If that anger alarm's going off daily, frequently, there is something going on in there. And God wants to help you with that and reveal to you what's going on. I actually have a theory. I think some of us have broken anger alarms. And, and that's what God wants to heal in our lives. And frankly, if I knew your story, there's probably good reasons for that. Things that happened in your childhood, things that you've been through in your life, things that, things that you've had to deal with that I've not had to deal with. No wonder you might feel that way. No wonder you may have anger going on in your life. But be angry and do not sin. All right? It's okay to have the anger, but you got to deal with it. We got to move forward. What if you prayed and said, God, show me where I have brokenness in me? 
and heal that brokenness. What if you did that first? Now, how about a horizontal faith step? Look at others with God-given clarity. To start looking at the objects of our anger through God's eyes can change everything. Instead of looking at them through our unclear, angry eyes, where all we can see is the thing that I wish I could have but I don't have and I'm mad about it, instead to, we've paused long enough to realize what's going on inside of us, and then we can say, well, you know what? I have a log in my eye. They have a speck in their eye. And now that I know that, how do I need to view this person? How do I need to view these circumstances? Well, it can change it completely. Looking at others with God-given clarity. What if we looked at others through God's eyes, even when they have ticked us off? <laughs> what if we pause and say, how does God see this person? I like Ephesians 4.32, just six verses after the anger verse. God says this, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. That should be our goal with all of our interpersonal relationships, and perhaps especially the ones where we're mad. We're just mad. That should be our goal. And I would say this, I don't know your interpersonal relationships. That doesn't mean that you be always the person that, is the, that, that you think about that you have so much anger towards. It doesn't always work out that you're going to be best friends for the rest of your life. But you still have to forgive. You still have to work through things. You still have to heal up. You still have to move forward. I've heard it said this way. Anger is the poisonous pill that sometimes you try to feed someone else, but who you're really feeding it to is you. Holding on to the anger that you have only hurts you, no one else. And that's why I want to offer you a third step of faith to consider, and it's this. Simply step away from anger. You don't have to stay there. And as we've been singing all along, how do you do this? By the power of God. It takes His help. It takes His strength. You can't always do it by yourself, but you have the desire to do it. It starts with you wanting to step away from it. And for some people, anger has become their identity. Like they don't know who they are if they don't have anger. I don't even know what to put on Facebook if I'm not mad about something. Really, this is true. And I'm not saying that if with haughtiness. We all battle this sometimes. So what do we do with it? We are not meant to stay in our anger. That's like sitting in the room with the blaring smoke alarm going off over and over again. You're like, I'm just going to stay here anyway. No, 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 no. That's not where you're supposed to stay. God wants to grow you out of that. He wants you to move forward out of that. He wants you to move towards reconciliation of relationships if, it, if that's possible. If, if they do what they're supposed to do and you do what you're supposed to do, that can happen. But the reason we also put this as a faith step today is because of this. Can we get real and say sometimes there's not an actual person we're mad at? We're just mad. We're just angry. Maybe, maybe we're even mad at ourselves and don't know it. Maybe we're mad at God and we do or don't know it. We're just mad at the world. We're just mad. We're just angry. What do you do with that when I can't, I can't put a face to the anger? I can't, I can't put a target on it. Well, I don't know if I know the full answer to that question, 
But I do know that when it says be angry and do not sin and do not let the sun go down on your anger, the reason that God writes do not let the sun go down on your anger is so that you know there's got to be a sunset to that anger. There's got to be a closure to it. You've got to walk away. There's got to be end. You're not meant to, to marinate in it. You're not meant to hang on to it. I used to take it literally where before I go to bed tonight, I must be done with this conflict. Well, that's not what the Lord meant by that. And the reason I know that is because sometimes the best thing I've ever done when I've gotten mad is to take a good night's sleep on it. And some of the best emails were deleted because someone slept on it. It's a good thing to do. But you still don't hang on to it. you got to step away from it. And you know what's really cool? If you take a step of faith like this and begin to work through your anger, let God show you clearly how to see yourself and to see others more clearly and to begin to step away from it yourself, this could change so much in your life. It could change your home. It could change your marriage. It could change your friendships. It could change the morale that you feel at work. And listen, there's never been a more ripe time in humanity's history than right now, especially here in America right now, for people to see something very, very countercultural. To see a group of people that will say, you know what? Humanity has a lot of reasons to be mad and divided right now, but instead we're going to choose kindness, humility, compassion, unity. It sticks out like a sore thumb right now in a divided world. I would ask all of us together to decide today to come before the Lord and say, God, you need to help us with this. Help us to walk with you in faith, away from anger and into kindness and compassion. Before I pray for us, I'm going to give you just a few more Bible verses to remind you how important this is. Proverbs 29, 22 says, An angry person stirs up conflict, and a hot-tempered person commits many sins. This is what happens if we stay in our anger. This can become us. Psalm 37, 8, Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. We can turn from it. We have a choice. We don't have to stay in it. We can turn from it and walk away from it. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. And then one more. Psalm 145.8. The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. The more we grow in our faith, we become more like our Heavenly Father. As children of God, that's what we're supposed to be becoming. And what's interesting about that verse is it's a quote from God himself when he shared with Moses in Exodus 34 what his name is. He says, my name is Yahweh. I'm the kind and compassionate God, slow to get angry. And he says, and this is, this is who I am, and therefore, this is what you're going to become. I'm going to shape you and mold you to become this. The battle is the Lord's. He will fight this anger in you if you'll let him. But the question is, will you let him? And before I pray for us, if you're watching and listening online or if you're in this room today, I would tell you this. You might be in a spiritual place where you're like, I'm not sure what I believe right now, but this is what I needed to hear. Maybe God is using his confrontation of your anger today to remind you, you can't do this alone. You need him. 
And if you've never been, if you've not been walking with him, you've not been in a relationship with God, he made that all possible through what Jesus did for you on the cross. And Romans 10, 13 says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And what that means is if you will ask him, he will save you, he will forgive you of your sins, and he will come into your life. And you know what the Bible says? The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead comes inside of you. And you have all the power inside of you to overcome all your feelings, especially your anger. Do you need that? Do you want that? All you have to do is ask for it today. So while I pray out loud, you pray right where you are. And you talk to God about this. Take a step of faith with him today. Will you bow your heads with me as we pray? Lord, thank you for teaching us about this emotion of anger. And Lord, right now in this moment, there might be someone watching, listening, that has come to realize they need you. They can't get through this without you. And that's such a good place to be. May they, if they've never done this before, call upon your name and say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. And give me your spirit. The same spirit that raised you from the dead. I need that spirit in me. Please give that to me today. And Lord, help them to believe this is a step of faith. To know that because of that prayer, they are now your child forever. And for the rest of their lives, they're going to more and more become like you. The kind, compassionate, merciful, slow to anger God that you are. And Father, help us to see the log in our own eyes today. Help us to look inside ourselves. And may you do a work in us to heal us from our anger. And Father, help us to see people through your eyes, not as objects of our wrath, but objects of your mercy and love, oh God. That would change everything if we would start doing that. Lord, with your help, we can do that. Help us to do that, Father, starting today, Lord. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for sparing us from the deserved wrath of you. Thank you for your mercy and love. And we ask it in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, I want to invite you to talk to us. Believe it or not, we desperately want to encourage you. We desperately want to hear about faith steps or faith questions that you have. So all you have to do is text the word faith to our church number, 859-356-3162. It's such a simple, quick thing to do, to take your device and do that. And I promise, we've not been creepy to anybody when they do that. All we do is say, how can we pray for you? How can we encourage you? We just want to help. That's all we want to do. So please let us know if you took a step of faith or want to or have questions about it. Let us know that, all right? And thank you for worshiping with us today. Man, God has only begun to do a great work in northern Kentucky and in your homes and in your neighborhood. Let's be the body of Christ this week. Let's show the world that's probably angry right now. Let's show the world what kindness and compassion looks like this week. Let's do that together with yourself, all right? Awesome. Let's leave this place and do that. God bless you. You're dismissed. We'll see you soon.